Guitarist Duke Robillard's blues playing and singing have been honored with numerous awards, including a Grammy nomination. Duke is also a fan and swinging exponent of early jazz, which he celebrates on his CD, Duke Robillard and His Dames of Rhythm, which includes vocals by some of his favorite vocal collaborators, including a surprise appearance by Downton Abbey's Elizabeth McGovern. As part of our 20th anniversary, we're revisiting some of my favorite interviews. Today is the first half of my 2017 conversation with Duke Robillard, recorded shortly after he released this CD. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I started by asking Duke what inspired him to make a CD with this particular focus. This particular album goes back a little further than anything I've done before. And I I have several uh, swing jazz oriented albums over. The first one I did was in 1986 with Scott Hamilton. Uh, He guested on my album with his band and, and Chris Flory was also on that. But this particular album, I've, as I continue to study and when I say study, I, I mean listen to and try to find new music that, that really uh, gets to my heart. Um, I've been collecting vinyl and 78s for many, many, well, 50 years. And I've been recently going back even further than uh, what I initially really loved because I would like music from the kind of mid-30s through the mid-40s. That was kind of my favorite era. But then I started, I've always listened to early Louis Armstrong, but I didn't really listen to all of the music from the 20s. And I started listening to it in maybe the last 10 years and uh, in hearing some of these bands and even, you know, just white dance bands that were just great bands and had great music. And some of them were the first people to record the standards, the, the songs that are now standards and singers like Ruth Edding and people like that. So I've been opening up to more types of 20s music and and 30s has always been the place you know that I lived in a way the Boswell sisters I've always loved them I'm just a little Jackie Horner since I met my sugar cane the gang of mine has been revealing that they're feeling sore I left the lamplight on that old corner Saw the moon in lover's lane I'm doing things I never did before When I take my sugar to tea All the boys are jealous of me Cause I never take a weather gang goes when I take my sugar duty. I'm a rowdy, dowdy, that's me. She's a high hat, baby, that's she. So I never take a weather gang goes when I take my sugar duty. Every Sunday afternoon, 
forget about our care Rubbing elbows at the wrist With those millionaires When I take my sugar duty I'm as risky there as I can be Cause I never take a weather gang goes When I take my sugar duty This label, MC Records, which is not the label that I've done most of my work on, I've been with Stony Plain for the last 20 years and still am with Stony Plain. But uh, Mark from MC Records asked me if I would like to do a record with him. And my label felt if it was something that was not going to interfere with my blues uh, recording. It was different enough, like jazz, that I could uh, I could do it. He let me he let me do it, you know. So um, we just decided to do uh, a guitar, an album where I play acoustic guitar only, archtop acoustic guitar, like they did in the '30s, and uh, and he liked the idea of of having a lot of female vocalists because I'm a real fan of female vocalists. So we asked all of these people, and they all agreed to do it. And um, it was like a dream for me because, you know, I got people like John Eric Kelso to play trumpet, which, you know, I mean, he, he's my favorite trumpeter that I know uh, today, you know, and uh, in my own rhythm section, plus a lot of horn players that uh, from New England that I use all the time when I do jazz or mm. R&B records. So like Rich Latai from Roomflow Blues, Billy Novick, uh, who's a fabulous clarinet and alto sax player. And um, so, you know, it just worked out, you know, it just all came together.
my walking stick I'd go insane Can't look my best I feel undressed Without my cane Must have my walking stick Cause it may rain And when it pours Can't be outdoors Without my cane If I ever left my house Without my walking stick That would just be something I could never explain The thing that makes me click On lover's lane Would go for naught If I were caught without my king I think a lot of people don't know that some guitars are acoustic and some are electric and what all the differences are and the different approach in playing because it's different chops, it's different everything, all oh, different. It is. Yeah, yes, so talk yes. about that. Do you get to play that much acoustic guitar? Well, I do at home. I don't on gigs very often. That's what Although, I mean. So it's when I do a jazz in. gig, I, I will, I'll use an acoustic archtop guitar, but it will have an attachable pickup, so just so I can be heard, you know, and it makes it sound different. It doesn't make it sound totally acoustic, but uh, the first electric, electric guitars were very simple and still were acoustic guitars with pickups that, you know, amplified them, but they were still basically the same type of guitar. Um, but the the way players played people one thing people don't realize is that you know people think the guitar players started soloing when the electric electric guitar was invented which is it's true a little bit but then like you you mentioned Dick McDonough who was just a just 
unbelievable technician on guitar, Eddie Lang, Lonnie Johnson, all of these people uh, that, you know, played guitar, started in the 20s and, and, you know, went through their careers playing acoustic guitar. And they played the way, you know, faster than all these electric guitar players do that, you know, I mean, they just had so much technical ability. Eddie Lang was just unbelievable. acoustic guitar the best way to get a tone is to use heavier strings you know so it makes it you know hard much harder to really get around fast and you know so i'm i'm in awe of those guitars because i don't consider myself you know technically uh you know technically uh exciting you know i i I, I'm melodic, and I think that's the biggest, uh, the biggest thing about my playing when I play jazz is that I have good sense of melody because mm. I've listened to so much music, and I play melodically. But oh, those early guys—I mean, I, I couldn't begin to touch them. You know? reason I had brought it up is because you don't perform on acoustic guitar a lot. So you really do have to practice for a date like this or practice all the time just to keep those chops up, I would think. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And talk about the different women. I was stunned to see Elizabeth McGovern, who I told you, I thought, that can't be Downton Abbey, Elizabeth McGovern. <laughs> so I opened up the CD and voila, it is. It is. So that's very interesting. I didn't even know she sang, but you tell me she has her own group. She has her own group. She's a, a songwriter and um, and she she writes... I love her songwriting. She writes really quirky songs, then, and the way her band arranges them, they all kind of become 
you can't say what they are. They have influences of folk and R&B and pop music and maybe jazz. And, you know, there's a lot of different influences in the music. And she's a very light singer, you know, because she's, you know, that's her voice is not her strongest point. When she sings, it's, you know, her, her lyrics and and seeing her act out her songs, too. I mean, because she's a great actress that she really acts out oh, some of her songs. And it, it's very, very cool. I mean, one song, she actually pulls out a broom and starts sweeping. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, she sounds eccentric. When I listened to her on this CD, Yeah. I thought... She sounds like an eccentric from that era, uh-huh. like somebody who was actually in that era taking an eccentric interpretation on the song. Yeah. So, because, you know, because she has the voice that you could hear from that era. She sort of because the lightness of it and everything. Yeah, yes, yes. So, no, it was a wonderful surprise. It's almost, the, she even, even kind of gives it a little bit of a, bit of a Helen Kane treatment. Myself and done all in love with you. We all think you're wonderful, we do. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, and I have just one point of view. We're convinced there's no one else but you. Down Abbey's Elizabeth McGovern on the vocal from Duke Robillard's new CD, Duke Robillard and His Dames of Rhythm. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. One point of view We're convinced there's no one 
Another person on your CD who I had only heard once and I'd actually forgotten about it because it's so long ago. It was on one of your CDs, but it's your regular vocalist who I adore. Talk about her. I just, Sunny I love her voice. Yes, she's, uh, she moved up to uh, New England from Texas. She had lived in Texas for a long time and I did a concert um, uh, with, with her, um, with her band where they backed me up for a few songs. And it was the first time I'd seen her. This was in 2008 and it sounded fabulous. And that really made me realize that she was a vocalist that I could work with and turn, you know, do a lot of the material that I've always wanted to do. Mm. And, uh, and it really did work out. I had her singing Ivy Anderson songs and in a week after that, you know, and, (laughs) and she fell in love with the music. So it just worked out really good.
on Monday Cause it's wash day I'm gonna wash All my blues away From Monday on Things will be different Oh, there's no question I know what I say I'm gonna start chatting Hey, hey, greet the finance man In a different way I'll be happy From Monday on One of the tracks that you brought me that inspires you is one that I hadn't thought of in years that I adore, and it's Nat Cole playing Honeysuckle Rose. That is one of my very favorite tracks, and you brought it, and in fact, listening to it, this is this interesting thing about the creative process. He does a couple things that I realize I stole years ago. (laughs) (laughs) That actually one of his little devices, and I think that's where I got it, because I've listened to it in so long. But talk about that track, because I adore it and was really tickled that you brought it. Isn't that funny, though, how that turns up something? You hear something years later, and you go, I do that every night. Talk about the Nat Cole track, though. Yeah, well, uh, for me, I mean, I always loved Nat's playing. And when I heard that arrangement, I always loved his trio. And Oscar Moore, that thing they do that uh, over the... The uh, the changes where the melody would be, you know that, you know that it's just a simple swing riff, and I would never think it, before I heard this track of putting that riff with honeysuckle rose changes, but it's just a genius idea. It just works so perfectly that that. Um, it just really inspired me to to start playing, you know, swing style guitar when I heard that, mm. and also the playfulness between the guitar and the and the piano. You know, they're both doing, you know, and the crazy <laughs> little things, you know, and and I just love that kind of stuff. I it's to me that kind of uh, playfulness and humor doesn't exist in any other type of music, and especially any of today's music. Thank you. 
the Nat King Cole Trio with Johnny Miller and Oscar Moore on a 1941 recording of Honeysuckle Rose. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. My guest, guitarist, vocalist Duke Robillard, was greatly influenced by jazz from the 30s and 40s and loves the playfulness of the best of the recordings of that era. That's why I got into this kind of music and, and why I have loved it all my life. I mean, a lot of people that follow me as a blues player don't understand that at the base of my, of my playing is, you know, Lester Young, Billy Holiday, Nat King Cole, Oscar Moore, all of these people, Ben Webster, they're all people that I listen to constantly, you know, and, uh, and they were all great blues players. That's the the other thing is that people don't today don't understand. They say, "Oh, well, I like blues. I don't like jazz." Or, "I like jazz. I don't like blues." From the twenties through the fifties, blues and jazz were so intertwined. If you couldn't play a great blues and you were a jazz player, you know you were in trouble. You know you you had to be able to play a great blues and. You know, of course, jazz has gone in a different direction, and but still there's a lot of great players that can play a great blues, but it's not as much a part of the music as, as it was in those decades. Well, everything Billy Holiday sang sounded like a blues. <laughs> it did, it did, absolutely. So there's a good thing. But also, the playful aspect of it, I love you saying that because I certainly hear that in your music. And you brought me another of my favorite tracks or favorite CDs, The Boss of the Blues. Because oh, one of yes. my very first interviews on this show was Jerry Wexler. Wow. Who was one of the producers, of course, of that. Yes. But you think about the, now that's all these blues guys, but that whole CD to me is playful. 
Oh, it is, of course. Yes. And I think that people sometimes don't look at blues that way. Like you're saying, they think blues is that heartache and, you know, badass, whatever. You know what I mean? And talk about that CD, because I was also delighted that you brought that, because that's one of my very favorites. Well, as the title of it, uh, Joe Turner, the boss of the blues, sings Kansas City Jazz. Now, they're right there. That's where they intertwined and you know you just can't separate blues and kansas city jazz i mean jane jane mcshan count basie uh pete johnson yeah pete johnson's uh, on it it's just and he isn't just doing boogie that's right but he's doing the whole thing you know you really feel that blues yeah and that track that i picked i believe it was morning glories which is um you know it's just a great like old tin pan alley tune and and he's playing you know, with with Pete Johnson's playing with all the changes, and uh, it's got tremendous swing players on it: uh, Joe Newman, Pete Brown. Uh, forget who the trombone player is. It might be Lawrence Brown. When the morning glories wake up in the morning, well in the morning, kiss your lips good night. At the break of dawn. Holiday, um, Teddy Wilson, Small Band Sessions on Columbia. Those records epitomize to me what, for me personally, great jazz is. They're mostly head arrangements or simple written written out arrangements. Of they're just nice and loose, and everybody's just you know it's it. 
they're not so much challenging musically. They just sound really good, and all the players get to play some and, and enhance what the singer is doing. There's a lot of obligato behind the, the vocalist, and that just, uh, I, I don't know, that music, it, there's something about it that is, it's relaxed and powerful at the same time, and that's, mm. that's what I love about that era and that style of music. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. My guest is guitarist, vocalist, Duke Robillard. I said for me that Billie Holiday sounds like everything she does, even up-tempo tunes, sound like a blues, which I love. And a perfect example, because she always has that little melancholy drag to me, mm-hmm. is you brought When You're Smiling, which is perfect because it's a happy tune, but it's Billie doing it. So talk about this. Well, you know, one one thing about Billy is she always kind of made her own melody. She sometimes sang the melody, um, 
but very often just made her own melody uh, because she seemed to be really good about singing on the changes. And uh, is that why it always works? I, well, she because obviously I'm, knew where she was going. But you know. because you don't think it, some people it, it it's irritating when they change the melody. You yes. wish they'd sing the melody, but with Billy, it's only sort of later that you notice that she's changed the melody. Yeah, it always works. Yeah. It always really works. Yeah. And she does that with, with uh, when you're smiling. Uh, and also, her vocal is just a really good example of how to sing, you know, a swinging tune. I mean, I think, she, I, I love the way she sings it. But also, it's absolutely one of my top Lester Young solos for me. I I just I just love the way he would twist things around, like the timing of some of the riffs he would do. It it's almost like he turned turned the beat, his idea or the beat or something around in in certain places in that solo. And I think for that time, I mean, nobody ever heard anything like that. Mm. What he did mm-hmm. at that time. When you hear that kind of sound, it's just so, it just makes you go, I would never have thought of that, but it's so perfect. You know, mm. I mean, that's, that's the thing about Lester to me is that you often, and when he plays blues, God, he, he play, makes melodies out of blues changes that they don't even sound like blues. They just sound like beautiful songs, you know. But he loved to play the blues. And he wasn't trying to make it not a bluesy tune. He just completely was just such a unique uh, everything. Soloist, individual, character, you know. I just love Lester. He, for a lot of my life, he's been one of my my idols and musically someone I would love to pattern, pattern myself after and, you know, try, but, you know, I, I don't think any, any evidence of it really shows up, but I always try.
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. My guest is guitarist, vocalist, Duke Robillard. You sound like a horn player to me a lot, though, when you play guitar. And I mean that in the best possible way, if that, if that makes sense. Does that, oh, I hope that's, oh, I that hope that's ma- okay for me to say that. It's not only that. I mean, that's what I intend to have intended to do for the last 50 years. Well, that's you know, what it sounds like. Because I listened to Ben Webster and I listened to Lester Young and Coleman Hawkins and Eleanor Jaquette and Gene Ammons and all of these people. And I take a lot of the lines, even in my blues solos, I take mm. a lot of the lines that I've learned from just repeatedly listening to them because I listen to more horn players for my own just enjoyment than I do guitar players. Mm. And um, I, I taught myself to play, so I, I have the blues guitar technique. I don't have proper jazz guitar technique. Um, and because I don't, I primarily use three fingers instead of four. When I think of it, I use my fourth finger. <laughs> but I, I forget to all the time. So a lot of my playing has got to do with slurring. It's got to do with, um, if I had a guitar, I could demonstrate it, but but slurring lines and doing these trills and triplets, which are part of guitar playing, but I I tend to do them in a different way to try to emulate what a horn does, mm. like what a, and what a trumpet may do, because if you play if you play a simple melody that sounds great on a trumpet and then you try to play it on a guitar it's just not going to sound good Mm -hmm. unless you find a way to do those things that horn players do that make the notes sound expressive Mm. you know and and uh and i do do that and it's and i learned it from there are of course there are guitar players that do it but I kind of have my own way of doing it because I, I didn't know how a, a, a jazz guitarist would do it. I didn't have their technique, mm-hmm. so I came up with my own way of slurring and and holding time longer, you know, and making getting out of a note to the next note. Um, you know, those are the things I really consider, and it's really funny because I have one recording that is kind of an experimental song for me. Uh, and I used the guitar synthesizer and played a trumpet solo on this track. And it sounded so much like I was a trumpet player that I brought, I had a great trumpet player doing a session at my studio and I played it for him. I said, hey, what do you think of this? This trumpet player. And he goes, oh man, that's that's great. I really like that. You know? and I, you, you know, fooled him. Yeah, I fooled him, you know, so. Oh, that's great. So I guess that proved it. When I, once I, you know, realized that people, you know, I could fool people like that, I it made me realize, yeah, I guess I really am more influenced by horn players. Mm. <laughs> just because you think you're so pretty And just because you think you're so smart just because you think you've got something that nobody else has got You caused me to spend all my money You left and called me old Santa Claus 
time you'll be lonesome And there will come a time you'll be blue When old Santa Claus won't be near you To pay all your bills from you Well, though you may say that I'm foolish You think you've got the drop on Santa Claus Well, I'm knocking on Robillard on guitar and vocal with tenor man Scott Hamilton on Just Because. Today was the first half of my conversation with Duke Robillard. Please join me next week for the second half when Duke and I discuss more of his favorite musicians and how they influenced his CD, Duke Robillard and His Dames of Rhythm. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidoff. You can download podcasts of Jazz Inspired from all the usual podcast platforms. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD Trio. I'm on piano with my Cashem on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. For a schedule of upcoming programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook and Twitter. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is made possible with generous support from our listeners and from Steinway & Sons. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com and judycarmichael.com.